Hey, how's everyone doing? My name is Chris and I am host of the Stellar Spark Show back for another episode here today. So today's episode is going to be about mostly about Joe Biden and his recent comments uh, this morning on an interview and also some of uh, Joe Biden's shortlist picks for vice president. So I'll be discussing some of those potential picks right now that he has in mind. But first though, I want to say that Joe Biden was on an interview uh, today where he made uh, a comment about voters, specifically voters in the African-American community, that basically that they would have to make I mean, it wouldn't be a hard choice between him and President Trump to see who they should vote for. I'm not going to give the exact quote, but. uh, So that really implies that. Like he's taking the African-American vote for granted and they really helped him a lot. In the primaries, they really accelerated. His nomination, they got him there basically because of the South. And his results in the South earlier this year. So for him to say things like that, uh, I'm sure they weren't intentional. I'm sure he just worded it that way. But the way that it sounded could be pretty offensive to that community, especially younger voters, younger black voters. Whereas older black voters seem to... They seem to have their mind made up, whereas these younger black voters, as we saw in uh, 2020 this time, Bernie Sanders was making some inroads with younger African-American voters as well as Hispanics and just younger voters across the board. And there seemed to be a tremendous enthusiasm gap between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders among that group, whereas uh, Biden had some more enthusiasm with older voters. So it's likely not going to hurt him too much with older voters and expect to see a lot of these comments come out on the part of Joe Biden because he's pretty prone to making gaffes like this a lot. And it could make it easier for his opponent, in this case, President Trump, to take advantage of those comments and to use them in ads and other things like that in order to make his case for reelection. So. Biden just has to be careful about that and using his words carefully on these interviews and and other things and other engagements. So, but really what what that is, what Biden said, uh, makes that particular situation much worse. Uh, Well, he's making these comments like, well, you're, you know, you should know who you're going to vote for already, even before anyone has their mind made up about who they're going to vote for, because he assumes that he has that base solidified and that they're definitely going to vote for him where he's not going to get every African-American voter. I mean, Trump is going to President Trump is going to get at least eight to 10 percent at the bare minimum, uh, because that's usually what every Republican candidate gets and he's not going to get all the black vote, but President Trump last time around famously 
made the statement that said, what do they have to lose? And he's the clear alternative to Hillary Clinton last time. And he did okay. He got almost 10% of the black vote and around 26% of the Hispanic vote. But Biden's weakness really is going to come in with the Hispanic voters. And uh, that was a glaring weakness in the in the 2020 primary against Bernie Sanders. So Joe Biden really has to make the pitch to Hispanic voters as well. And comments such as these could really erode his some of his support among younger black voters. And just to give a little bit of background, uh, also in that interview, they brought up the 1994 crime bill. And at that particular time, crime was a lot more rampant in the country. Uh, there were things such as the three strikes law in California, which which meant if you committed a, one crime, you got so many years. If you committed a, a second crime, you got more years. And if you committed a third crime, you got life imprisonment. So it was a really disastrous law, in my opinion, that incarcerated a lot of people for pretty unnecessary reasons. I mean, say, for example, that one person in his first offense committed like a burglary, then he did it again. And then he, for the third time, he stole like a pair of socks or something or stole something like very trivial, like pretty simple, like simple theft. If he stole like something of minimal value, then he would go to jail for life, basically, prison for life. So it was a really disastrous law in California that was being taken up by other states around the nation. And uh, in the 1994 crime bill that Joe Biden seemed to have taken a very tough stance on crime, as we could see in the public record and also on the floor of the Senate, he was like talking about that a lot. And he was in support of the crime bill. And yes, it did have the Violence Against Women Act included, and he did do that. But there were some other parts of that bill where it might not have might not have had the most optimal effects for the specific community. So that's definitely probably going to come up in the 2020 campaign uh, once again. But if you're Joe Biden, I mean, you could justify that by saying, well, in uh, the 1990s, crime was very rampant and you had to use like more of a crime control mentality. Let's stop all this violence in the streets and across the nation and incarcerate everybody. But that's not the only answer that could have been explored. It's not the only solution that was available. They could have done other alternatives. But in this case, he supported the crime bill. And uh, many critics, critics say that it contributed to mass incarceration and destroyed many lives. So Joe Biden is probably going to have to answer a lot of criticism to a lot of criticism from his critics, from the president and the fall campaign about some of these votes and some of these stances that he's taken in the past. 
and it needs to be seen how he's going to answer to some of that. And uh, this interview in particular, one of Biden's aides was trying to cut the, the interview short to reduce some of the, the damage and the, the outrage that might come from some of this. But Biden just continued the interview and finished the interview. So that concludes the first part that I wanted to speak about on some of these comments that were in the news today. And now let's move on to the second part, which has to do with Joe Biden's vice presidential running mate selection. So a few candidates are on Joe Biden's list that are being vetted right now, as his campaign says. And these individuals include Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, Congresswoman Congresswoman Val Demings of Florida, and some others. But first, I wanted to go over Senator Amy Klobuchar. And she said that she was in contact with his campaign uh, the other day. And so that would be an interesting choice if Joe Biden selected Klobuchar. Joe Biden has already committed to selecting a woman publicly. He said that on a debate stage, uh, I believe it was a few months ago. And he probably will pick a woman as vice president. But Amy Klobuchar, as I spoke about on my channel, she's very qualified to be vice president, in my view. Uh, and I know that Joe Biden has, has said that uh, he wants the vice president to be able to take over as president on day one. And Amy Klobuchar is definitely someone that could take over, based on her experience, that could take over as president. She has many years experience in the Senate. She's worked on various committees. She ran for president this year. She tends to be a pragmatic Democrat. She's gotten results, excuse me, she's gotten results done in her state of Minnesota. And she's pretty populous. She has a lot of populist positions that could potentially appeal to Trump supporters in, in one way in rural Minnesota and across the Midwest. So I think that Amy Klobuchar would be a, a great pick for Joe Biden. And next we have Val Demings, who is a congresswoman from Florida. She's a minority woman. Uh, and she also said that she's being vetted by the Biden campaign. But a potential concern with uh, representatives is that the claim is that they usually don't have enough experience to be president. But, I mean, if you look at Abraham Lincoln was a rep in the U.S. House, excuse me, Abraham Lincoln was in the State House for Illinois and then served as congressman, but they say that many Congress people are not prepared for the presidency due to a lack of experience. 
And I don't think that argument holds up right now because we look at Lincoln, we look at uh, Obama, and the argument really doesn't hold up. So Val Demings is also in consideration, and then obviously Kamala Harris is in the running to be picked as vice president. And Harris also ran this year. I think that she will run again probably in 2024 because her profile, her national profile is really building uh, each day. And especially if she's selected this time for vice president, even if they don't succeed in winning this election, Harris will be likely considered a top contender for 2024. So another concern that comes up with the Biden campaign is that Biden said that he would pledge to run for just run for this election. And if he wins, he would just serve one term. And a lot of progressives might be comfortable with that because it gives time for like a transition period between his administration and then potentially a progressive, more progressive administration. But the concern is among the general electorate is that if he's going to run, why is he just going to run and be an officer for one term instead of two terms, possibly, if he's able? So that might be a concern that we're changing administrations too often, because since around Bill Clinton, each president has served two terms after Bill Clinton. So that tradition would be broken, firstly, with if President Trump loses this fall, which could happen, but I think it's unlikely if we see an economic recovery. If Joe Biden does succeed, I don't really see him running again in 2024 or even winning in 2024 uh, due to his advanced age. Uh, he probably, and he even said that he probably will not run again. So that's why Kamala Harris would be the favorite or whoever his vice president would be, would probably shift the party in a more progressive direction in the near future. So that's all I wanted to bring you today. Uh, Biden's comments and his shortlist for vice president and what lies ahead potentially for the next election. So thanks for staying with me throughout this one. And if you enjoyed, please check out my channel. And let me know what you would, what you would like to hear and see for the foreseeable future. I appreciate you listening. And staying with me throughout this one. And uh, this has been the Stellar Spark Show. Signing off.